You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. question for you scott real quick question it's a personal question that has to do with me um let me ask you riddle me this do you think Uh do you think if i started wearing beanies i would be a douchebag um if i started wearing beanies let me let me paint you a picture for a second or let me paint you what my thought process is so i've been complaining about my head pain for months now um whatever the tension headaches that I've been having and complaining about for a while. And I thought about it the other day because I'm done everything I could possibly think of to try to get rid of my switch from smoking, um, to ingest, ingesting marijuana, uh, oil, uh, drops. I have been taking a muscle relaxant that my doctor prescribed me. I've done all kinds of tests. I've done all kinds of x-rays, all kinds of stuff. The last bastion of desperate hope for me to think about what's going on with my head is the hats that I'm wearing to work and to walk around in are too tight. That's the last bastion I can think of. And the, the hats that I wear are stretchy. They kind of stretch around a little bit. They, they're not like, they're large, extra large hats because i got a big fucking head, but um, they stretch. And so I'm thinking maybe there's a putting a lot of pressure on my head. Um, so I was thinking if I started switching to beanies, am I a douchebag? Um, yes and no. And let, let me explain. See, just like you, I'm also a hat guy. I wear hats all the time. I'm more of a baseball cap kind of wearing guy, as, as are you. That's typically what you wear, or yeah, yeah. you wear your like. I just don't, I just prefer not to have snapbacks. That's kind of the difference. You don't care. Oh, I, yeah. pref- I prefer, those. I prefer no snapbacks. No, fuck the snapbacks. Yeah. I have a couple, but no, no. I prefer fitted. Fitted hats, or you get the flex fit. Yeah. The flex fit is actually my favorite. That's what I have. I have three flex fit hats. One for yes. work and two for just playing. So, and you also, you have like that that painter style French tam of a hat. I haven't worn that in like a year. Okay, well, anyway, at any rate. I love it, I, but I haven't worn it in a year. I prefer um, baseball caps. As far as beanies go, I don't mind them. I don't mind them. I should say, I don't mind the way they look. (laughs) I don't mind the way they look, is what I meant to say. I don't like them on my head. Because they always ride up on me, and my ears always have come out. I am old-fashioned. I prefer a stocking cap to a beanie. Like, a stocking cap has that bottom part that, like, flips up. Yeah. And it can have that dangly ball on the top or not, whatever. That that doesn't matter. But I want the ones that actually 
go down and then fold up. Where beanies don't fold up. They're just flat, flush. Um, beanies look fine. I just don't like the way they feel on my head. I prefer a stocking cap. Bear in here's, mind, though. Here's what would make you a douchebag. And I know this is going to be a problem for you. I don't like people who wear beanies indoors. Huh. I think it looks dumb. I, I do. I, I didn't I do. think you were going with that. I think you're going just indoors. I thought you're going with like the hipster douchebag kind of look because hips, people hipster douchebag. No, people wear who beanies. wear beanies. People who wear beanies inside look like a douchebag hipster to me. But if you're wearing it outside, then it's like it's fucking cold where we live. A beanie is practical to keep your head warm. I completely yeah, get but that. Bear this in mind, if, though. My 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 decision to wear a beanie would be a year long thing. That's the thing. It wouldn't just be for winter. It's like a it's a completely change to like spring, fall, all that stuff. Like I would you're not going to wear it in the summertime. I would just wear it above my ears. I would just kind of like have it on the top of my head a little bit. That's what. That's I mean, why. That's why I'm asking. Does that make me a douchebag? Yes or no? Would you wear said beanie in the summertime? It would depend on if it's the only hat option I have and I haven't shaved my head in a couple of days. Dude, you can have more than one hat. But that's my yeah. point, though. My point is the hats that I'm dealing with, like those flex fit hats, the, the, the rate, those caps and stuff like that, if, if it does turn out to be they're squeezing my head and causing me to have tension headaches, I wouldn't wear those hats. That's the whole point is the switch to beanies. It's not like a style thing where I'm like, I just want to switch beanies. It's like, I wonder if these hats that are stretching over my head, the flex fits, are compressing my head and causing me to have tension headaches. Well, okay. Then that goes back to the practicality of it. Then okay, yeah, then wear whatever. So I have a but doctor's here's my, excuse. Here's my next question. Here's my Yeah, you have a doctor's excuse. Yeah. <laughs> People can't... I can't wear a mask. I have a doctor's excuse. No, but... Here's a here's a I need crazy thought here, Adam. Crazy, wild, off the wall thought. If you think that it might be the hats that are bothering your head, then why not just not wear a fucking hat? Because I'm go insecure. go as God made you. I'm insecure about the fact that I have to shave my head, and if again it goes back to the fact of I don't want to be both bald and fat. Those are like two negatives that in math makes a positive but in this case it just doesn't it just goes into an even further negative so i've got like my weight set here finally at my house i got my dumbbells as i've been working out this past week so hopefully that'll be maybe i'll get into like dad bod territory at that point i won't care but until then like i don't want to i don't want to be like fat and bald walking around with a big beard yeah, then I, I mean, might as that, well put a fl- that, I might as well put a flannel shirt on and some sunglasses and talk about breweries all the time. At that point, do it, do it. I mean, dad bods, dad bods is the way to go. That's in right now. It is. That's you why. Know, that's why I'm just pumping my arms right now. Pumping my arms right, and pumping my legs. Like, like you don't, you don't want to be a fat <coughs> slob, disgusting, huge, monstrous whale. Yeah. But at the same time, you don't need to be a fucking Abercrombie and Fitch model. Like, there's a happy medium there that is dad bod. And I feel like it's all the rage right now. The you dad have bod- no idea how happy I am that dad bods are a thing now. I can right? pull yeah. off dad bod. I can I can make it to dad. I can't make it to Channing Tatum or Chris Hemsworth, but I can make it to dad bod. I right? can make it there. 
Shit, I watched The Last Avengers. Even Chris Hemsworth has a dad bod now. In fact, he might have been a little bit past dad bod. <laughs> he went a little too far. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, fuck, fuck the bald. Whatever, man. Welcome to America. You know, most men end up being bald. Yeah, they end up being bald in like their 40s or 50s. So... But again, if I weren't like I said, if I weren't fat, I wouldn't care about being bald. There, there, there's a there's a correlation there that that just doesn't just doesn't work. Just doesn't work. Well, I hope your hat conundrum works out for you. Uh, I, I would experiment. I would experiment. I would I would try a beanie and see how it works. And if it does, then fucking go for it. Well, I'm... have you thought about going a bigger size on the baseball cap? Uh, I have thought about that. Yes. Um, I just, I, I'm hesitant to buy new hats at the moment because I literally just bought two new hats before I had this thought like a few weeks ago. So like, I'm, I'm a little hesitant to spend more money, especially since it's Christmas time. I did a lot of Christmas shopping. So I'm kind of like, I'm gonna pump the brakes on the money spending stuff at the moment. Um, I don't know. I've got two weeks off from work. I'm on vacation right now and I don't have to worry about wearing a hat to work or anything. So I'm just going to kind of like let it go for a bit. Uh, I have my Star Wars snapback fitted kind of style hat that I can Mm -hmm. wear. And then I got it's wintertime. So I can wear a winter hat. So I'm good for now. So I'm going to that's kind of what I'm going to do for the next couple weeks. All right. All right. So I've I've got a little bit of a conundrum here myself. No. And, And it's it's. I, it's a story. I want to share a personal story. We love Scott's personal stories. Yes. And this is not Always a big gold. deal. It, it's really not a big deal. I forgot that this even happened. And we're going back to like 2005 here. This is like travel back in time with me. Um, <clears throat> now, there's the guy code. There's the bro code. Oh, yeah. It, we all know we it. All, we all must abide by and um, yeah, and this this is something, and it's real. It really grinds my gears when people don't abide by it. So, so here's here's an issue that I had back in two thousand five. Do you remember a thing called concerts? Uh, rings the bell. Yeah, yeah. That that was the thing we used to do back then when we were allowed to be social. So, uh, so I went to a concert with my now wife, who was my girlfriend at the time. And her very good friend, who came with her boyfriend, who was her now husband at the time. And I had met this guy, we'll call them, just for story's sake, I'll change their name. Their names are Julie and Jeff, okay? Okay. I had known Julie pretty well from my wife, Kristen. I had only met Jeff, her boyfriend, a couple of times. Um, Gotta be honest with you. Never got a great vibe from him from the beginning. He came off kind of douchey. You know the type? You know the type? Uh, there's um, many levels of douchey. So. And and Kristen's friend, Julie, she's a very nice person, very sweet. Smoking hot, too. <clears throat> but she's also, she strikes me as the kind of girl that would go for, like, the asshole guy. You know the type. Yeah, I know. The, yeah. the kind of girl so, that knows how hot she is and... Um, she's not that superficial. She's actually a really good person. So she's but the I kind just, of hot girl that's like, I can fix him. Maybe that might be more. That might be more. It. 
And like I said, I don't know him that well. God so bless maybe those com- women, by the way. They maybe are. I'm completely off base here, but this is just the vibes I got from them. But anyway, we're going to go back in time. And, and yes, you're going to give me shit for this. I did have a country music phase. Yeah, boo. And I, I really, really don't like country music anymore. And I had a sh- very short-lived phase. And it was mainly because Kristen and all her girlfriends were into it at the time. So we went to several concerts, and and uh, we went to a Kenny Chesney concert. Yes, that's right, that Kenny Chesney. And believe, believe it or not, even though I'm not into country anymore, uh, Kenny Chesney is a guilty pleasure of mine. I actually do kind of enjoy him. But unfortunately, his music was taken over by the the frat guys. Yeah, I was gonna say country music is the new douchebag thing. Is right, to be into right. country music. So right, and if you go to a Kenny Chesney concert now, well, you can't go any concerts now. But if you went to a Kenny Chesney concert right before the pandemic struck, he's playing at really big fucking venues, and it's all frat kids, and they just trash the city and leave it a fucking mess. I believe we talked about it on the show before. It, yeah, it, it's no good. But I went to him before he was like he is now, and it was just Julie <laughs> Jeff. You could not be, you could not say anything more country hipster than that. I, I went to him before he was cool. Country hipster is kind of an oxymoron, but a little bit. At any rate, so Kristen and I went with Jeff and Julie to the Kenny Chesney concert, and um, we didn't really tailgate, but we went, and you know. Went into the show. We had lawn seats, well, lawn, lawn tickets where you just stand in the lawn. So we get in there, and I'm, I say, "Hey, let's get a drink." So I go over to the to the stand with Jeff, and uh, you know me, the beer snob that I I always have been. I go to buy a beer, and I remember exactly what beer I bought. I bought a craft beer, North Country Brewing Firehouse Red, one of my faves. They had it on. And I got like a big 20-ouncer, you know. But it was in the concert venue, so it was like nine fucking dollars. Ew. Which, that's how much you're going to pay when you go into a place like that. I mean, they love to overprice for that kind of shit. So. Oh, they love to overprice that kind of shit. It was absolutely overpriced. But it was a very big one, and it's a beer I like. So I got that for myself. So I said to Jeff, I'm like, I'll get this one. You can get the next round. Am I right? Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do right, whenever that's you, what you do. You're here at the that's bar. I got do. this round, guys. That's what... And he goes, all right. And he's like looking around. He's like, he goes, I don't like any of this kind of beer. He apparently doesn't like craft beers. And they did have Yingling and Yingling Lights and Iron City Beer and Icy Lights. But he wanted like the Miller Lights and the Bud Lights and the Coors. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like that kind and they did have those at this concert venue, just not at the stand we went to. So we would have had to have gone to a different one. First of all, and, that's an immediate yeah. that's an immediate like red flag breakage right there. Like if somebody offers to buy you the first round, you are not supposed to be picky about it and say, "Well, let's go to this other one then, so I can get my own beer because I don't like it." This you find something on there you may enjoy for that t- for that one drink. That's what you do, right? And I said to him, I'm like, well, if you don't like anything here, I said, we can go 
to one of the other ones. He's like, oh, and then wait at the back of the line because the lines were long. He's like, then we'd wait at the back of the line again? He's like, no. He's like, I just don't want, he's like, I don't like craft beer. Dude's he's like, an espe- bitching for the sake he's of like, bitching. Yeah, he's like, I especially don't want a $10 craft beer. And I'm like, okay, well, then he notices that they have other things besides beer at the stand we were waiting at. They had, like, frozen drinks. Here we go. So what does the fucking guy do? He orders one of those, like, yard glasses, you know what I'm talking about? The the clear tube cylinder yeah. thing. That's like a funnel at the top. He orders one of those where they layered it, like, pina colada, margarita, daiquiri. So it's, like, red, green, white, like, mixed. You know what I'm talking about? You've yeah. seen those? He orders one of those. And I'm paying this round. It was 20 bucks. Oh, what the yeah. fuck? What the fuck is wrong with this guy? Okay, like, seriously. So I'm, so I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, it's whatever. Like I, it was my fault. So twenty nine dollars later, actually more of that because I think we got drinks for the girls too. So then that's that. Whatever. So over, it's done with. It's fine. I'm not gonna bitch about it. <laughs> it's a problem. So we go. My broke ass would have been like, uh, I said I'd buy a drink. I didn't say I'd buy a whole bottle. Like that. That's what that costs right there. You are not buying that shit. Oh, Adam, it gets better. So we go over, we find the girls, and we're standing in the lawn, the concert's going on, I'm enjoying my my beverage, and after a while, mine's gone. And I look over there at Jeff, and he's still got some left, because his is a giant fucking monster of a drink. So I'm like, ah, I'm ready for another one, but he's not done yet, so I guess I just gotta fucking wait. So I waited, I waited, and finally he's done. And once he was done, I'm like, all right, here's my shot. So I said to him, like, hey, you ready for another drink? And his response to me was, no, not yet. That was a lot. He's like, I need to hang out and wait for a minute. So I'm like, okay, I understand. Yeah, it it was pretty big. Whatever, we'll wait. So I wait, and I wait. And I'm waiting for him to, after a few songs later, to say something. Not saying anything. At this point, I'm fucking thirsty, Adam. Yeah, you've I'm had one thirsty. beer. So I'm so that's it. So I just go myself, and I buy myself another beer, and come back, and I'm standing there then drinking my beer, and I know for a fact he sees me with it, and guess what? Never says a damn word about it. Never buys the second round that we agreed on <laughs> prior to round number one. And that was it. Yeah, that was it. That's the social contract. That's what it is. Like you are, you are bound to the contract of buying the next round. It's, Total it's, bro agreement. It is. Yeah. It's, he broke the bro code. He he needs. He is in breach of contract. Him. Yes. He is. He hundred percent is. If you go to a bar or any venue where there's alcohol served, and you say, "Hey, I got this round, guys," you are obliged, based on that social contract, to catch the next round. It does Thank not you. matter. It doesn't matter. Yes. And that like that was 15 years ago, Adam. I'm not one to hold a grudge. And in fact, I had forgotten oh all about my God. it. I would have been holding that shit for 15 years. Yeah, dude. I, I, next time I saw him, if we were ever out, I'd be like, so you going to catch the next round, buddy? I've never, like, I don't hang out with him. Like, I don't, I think I might have hung out with him one time since then. And it was like at a house party, not a place where you like buy a drink. So, no, this opportunity never arose again. And I didn't, it was like out of sight, out of mind, whatever. I'm not going to cry over 20 bucks. 
But then just recently, like, they came up in conversation with Kristen. And I was like, hey, yeah. I'm like, do you remember that guy? Do you remember the time? And I, like, told her the whole story. And she remembered it. She was there. And she's like, let it go. She's like, it was 15 years ago. And I'm just like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> like, and, and I wanted to this talk to you. Motherfucker. I wanted to talk to you tonight because she's a girl. She's not gonna understand. I it thought doesn't mean the same to her. I thought your wife was known for holding grudges for all time. She does. Yeah, she's she's a gr- I'm not a grudge holder. She totally is. This but so- this is a breach. Hundred percent breach of the bro code. I would still be pissed about it. I would yeah, still be right. talking about it. Once a year, I'd bring it up. I'd be drunk yeah. at like a Christmas party or something like that. Like, let me tell you about this fucking guy I used to know. Well, it's out there. It's on the internet now. So, mm, I've said my piece. I had that happen once. I was taking my family to um, out for dinner because uh, it was one of my family members' birthday. So, I took the whole family out. You know, it's only like four or five people, you know, whatever. But I took them all over. Like, hey, we're going to go to this restaurant. We're going to have, you know, I'm, it's my treat. You know, birthday dinner. Let's fucking do this. So, I took everybody out. And one of my family members, I'm not going to name who it is. One of my family members decides that they're going to get two meals and two appetizers. What? Yes. That's what I'm saying. I This person decided to get two Two dinners. And it's not their birthday. It's not even their birthday. But they said to get two dinners and then an appetizer for the table and then an individual appetizer for themselves. One of the meals Hot was damn. designed to take... They were going to take it home. They were, they were going to eat a little bit of it and then take it home. I'm like, this ain't the fucking grocery store. What are you doing? That was an expensive wow. fucking meal. Let me just put it to you that way. It was a pricey meal. I What can I say? I offered to pay... So, I'm not going to be an asshole about it, I guess. No, but what they're doing was being an asshole. A little bit, yeah. Just a tiny bit. So, real quick, before we get into talking about Mandalorian, because we're at the (laughs) season finale of Mandalorian. This is the last episode of season two. Um, Real quick, I want to bring up something that also grinds my gears, too, which I may have talked about before. But um i've been doing a lot of shopping recently you know walmart having to go pick things up and things like that let me tell you the thing that i hate i hate people so much scott i fucking hate them i hate them so much i am sick and tired of the shopping lingerers you know what i'm talking about the people that linger in the the aisles, the people that just kind of move slow and don't know how to fucking get to their destination wherever they're going do you know why i hate them so much because they Why do you up, hate them so much? They take up the middle of the fucking aisle so you can't even get around them. These are the people that like to stand and have their cart in the direct center of the aisle in Walmart or wherever the fuck you want to go and are sitting there kind of bending down, checking the price of stuff, looking at things. Ooh, do I want this? I don't know if I want this. Maybe I do. Fuck you. Seriously. I hate these people. I'm going in. I When I go into stores, typically, I know what I want. I go in, I grab the shit, and I get the fuck out of there. I get the fuck out of Dodge. I am hustling like Usain Bolt through those, through those aisles, just fucking going down, grab, 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 up and down, up and down, trying to get the shit. And anything that makes me stop and have to have to just sit there, it irritates the fuck out of me. So these people have no shopping agenda. They're just there to browse. 
I'm sure and that they came there to get something specific, but these are the kind of people that like to just kind of hang on the horse. And they're always fucking old. They're always old people. Always old people. It's a bunch of fucking mall rats. I'm so sick of it. I'm tired of it. Get your shit and get the fuck out of my way. It's like the people that like to walk the opposite way. Like, okay, so when you're walking down an aisle, if you're going up one aisle or down one aisle, it doesn't matter which way you're going. Which side are you walking on, Scott? Well, this is America. We're not in the UK, so we're supposed to stay on the right side. The right fucking side! Thank you! Oh, I'm so sick of it. People try to walk down the right side coming at me. It's simple fucking social uh, uh, agreement that we are to walk the same way we drive. We all drive. We all walk up the right aisle. But no, these bass... I'm Oh, my God. I have so much rage in me right now because of this shit. I'm sick of it. Yeah, my wife, she's she's kind of guilty of that. And, I mean, it drives me bonkers, too. We don't really go shopping anymore because that's not something we do. We uh, we do our online ordering now and pick up. That's the shit we do. But back when we used to go into a store like, say, Walmart, and her and I would be shopping together, she'd have the buggy or the cart or the trolley or whatever you call it, and she'll be going down an aisle, and she'll see something that she needs to like inspect to look at to maybe get. And what does she do with the buggy? She just fucking stops, leaves it wherever it stopped, and walks over to the to look at the things. And meanwhile, there's other people, other people coming up or down the aisle. So it's my ass who scoots it over to the side, and I say, "Oh, I'm sorry," and move it over. I tell her she does it all the fucking time. Your I'm like, wife you can is be part con- of the problem. I'm like, you can be considerate of other people. I get you. You gotta, you gotta wheel your cart over to the side to look at the. Uh, Different kinds of n- Nabisco, but <laughs> just don't fucking like damn the whole thing up and leave it there. Like, and she's just like doesn't care. It's like she's the only fucking person in the store. It's yeah, like th- those people are the problem. Those people are the fucking. Problem. Yep. I don't care if you linger. Just get the fuck out of my way. Get out of step aside to do that shit. Wow, it's those, it's like those same people that see their old buddy that they see at the store and they decide to talk for an hour with them. Yeah, that's fine. Scoot your ass to the fucking side if you can do that shit. I can't tell you how many times I've seen people that are having conversations in the store, but they're in the middle of the fucking way of everybody else and have not the decency to get out of the fucking way. Oh my god, these people suck. Are you okay? You're really fired up about it. I'm a little fired up about it. I am, because I, I, I hate going to the store so much. Wow. I just hate like, it. Yeah, like, like it's a pet peeve of mine too, but... You're very, you're being really extreme about because it. Because like, it goes along with those same people that like take that like to go grocery shopping and fill their cart up to the brim and then go down the fucking self shelf checkout place and just decide to do all that shit, wasting my time. Like it's like I said, those self checkout things, like there's two different kinds. There's that big group of like just those small, like little sections that has like five or six of them just sitting there. And then there's those aisle ones where there's that are next to them. There's like two or three of those ones. And they don't go to those ones where they have like the little conveyor belt that takes it down. They ring it themselves. They go to the my section when I have four fucking things that I need to check out with. It's those same goddamn people that make my life living hell. You should see well, it, me going through Walmart. I'm like fucking speed racer going up and down those aisles and going around. I'm 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 just I'm moving. Yeah, I mean, ugh, that's fine. If you want to complain to me 
or our listeners, whatever. But just don't don't be a Karen about it and make a big scene at the store. Those that's see, I'm more concerned. <coughs> I'm more concerned about the assholes who go out places and don't wear masks. I think... I'm more concerned with these, especially now in Pennsylvania where we live. The governor's orders have come back in. Uh, these restaurants that are just completely ignoring the governor's orders, and and there's gyms that are doing it too. There's other things that are doing it. And they're just allowing everybody to come in and sit down and not wear a mask. Like, uh, that's the shit that's really bothering me. I feel like I'm justified in my rage. You're justified too, but I, what I mean by I'm justified, I mean that I think most of America would agree with me. That's, that's the difference between you and me. I agree with you too that that is a problem and it should be something. But when it comes to like most people agree with me i feel like there's a lot of people that have that same kind of rage of like yes get these fuckers out of the way give me a goddamn snow plow in the front of my car so i can just plow through these bastards anyway that would be a, that would be illegal i don't care i don't care at all anyway that that's been my what grinds my gears a moment let's talk about mando and let's get into that nonsense. Yes, yes. Let's switch gears here because, yeah. wow, okay. Let's get into this Mandalorian. shit. Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So, shit. a lot happened in this episode. There was a lot of shit that happened. We... Okay, so, spoilers. I had a little mini text conversation with Scott about this the other day when I watched Mando. So, he kind of mm-hmm. knows how I feel about this. Um, I'm going to start this off by saying it was a great episode. It was a very good, action-packed, a lot of great things happened. Even the thing that I didn't like about the episode, it was action-packed and enjoyable to watch. So let me Adam, just this is my favorite. Saying. This has been <coughs> my favorite episode in the series as a whole. Season one, season two, the season two finale is hands down by far my favorite episode and it's so far. people like you that are the problem and can't bring us originality. Okay, continue. Okay, I so we're talking about the end of the end of the episode. My irritation with it. Uh, spoilers. 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 It. I hate you so much, Scott. Scott Malenke was dead on balls accurate. Dead on balls accurate with his prediction of which. I mean, in fairness, though, we all should have seen it coming. Everybody should have known who it was going to be because. Disney likes to say, what's going to get the Star Wars nerd to jerk off really hard? Oh, I know. Let's include Luke Skywalker into it. And so what do they bring? Luke Skywalker at the end of the season finale of Mandalorian. So, yeah, that's basically what happened there. We, we all knew it was coming. It was a great episode. Man, they staged a, they staged a takeover of the Moff Gideon's light cruiser. Which that light cruiser is really cool. Um, because I love the way like the Tie Fighters were taken off. How it was in like the dead center of the ship, and it like they blew out the tip, and that's kind of like where the hangar was. That was really cool. <coughs> um, but they decided to stage a takeover. They captured the scientist who was experimenting on Grogu, and they took a ship, and now they're doing like a covert infiltration of the ship um, to try to get in there, and you know save grogu they bring back bo katan which and which is really cool and she has Casca reeves with her which is the other chick that's with her so they're all there you got three mandalorians and a uh republic trooper 
a former shock trooper right there. Four Mandalorians. Boba Fett was there too. He he, but he wasn't on the ship storming the fucking ship. That's what I'm talking. Yes, about. He, he stayed he, in Slave One. Right? He was. They, it was a diversion, a distraction. You know, they were on mm-hmm. the Imperial ship, and the idea was Boba Fett's ship was going to chase them in out of hyperspace. And it was going to made to look like they were under attack. So Boba Fett was a diversion, which is cool. I will say this: as much as I don't like Boba Fett, he has a badass ship, and every scene that I've seen Slave One in has been really cool. So I will say that. Yeah. Um, and so when they get on the ship, they start an all-out attack, but they're the distraction, and Mando is supposed to come out after they've distracted all the troops and try and covertly in the shadows. Uh, stop the dark troopers from getting out of their uh what the hangar area or whatever they're they're being kept in and save grogu which he almost he almost fails at that he was super close one of them he had to fight off one of them which that's yeah, pretty cool is it was, it was a pretty close those dark troopers are very scary <coughs> um but i think the two the couple of the major points of this show episode was number one they stormed the they stormed the cockpit they took down Every single fucking stormtrooper in there, which there weren't that many, but they took down all the stormtroopers and they got control of the cockpit. But what was really cool was Mando had a fucking duel with Moff Gideon. He brought the Beskar spear with him and he was having a fucking just back and forth arm melee fight with him. And that, that was so cool. I don't know what you thought about that. I thought that was the coolest fucking thing that I've, that I've seen in a while. Yeah, Moff Gideon with the dark lightsaber versus Dinjarin with the the Beskar spear that he got earlier in the season. That was that was a very, very cool scene. Um it was it was incredibly like well choreographed because he didn't just use the spear, he was also using his armor and his gauntlets to block the lightsaber and that was really awesome. I will say this I felt I felt watching that fight Mando was never in danger of losing. I felt no. like I felt like he always he was the better fighter than Moff Gideon. Did you get that vibe too? Yeah, it seemed like they're towards like the first part of the fight where it almost seemed like Moff Gideon was kind of pushing him back and almost getting the upper hand, but then what the second that Mando gets the upper hand on him, just completely obliterates Moff Gideon. The cast a dark saber to the side. And when he had Moff Gideon on the ground, I was like, don't fucking do the story thing. Stab this fucker in the neck with that spear and be done with it. Let's go, Mando. Get him in the fucking jugular. Let's do it. But of course he didn't because it's it's a Disney show and he they have to create conflict for conflict's sake. He, he deserves now, to Now, I, I want to interject here because, <laughs> because yes, that, that's how the fight went down. And it was a very cool fight. But other than having the lightsaber, the darksaber, if you will... That was all Moff Gideon had. Like, I felt like he should have not taken on the Mandalorian. But previous to that, I didn't get a chance to interject, when Mando was fighting the one dark trooper that was able to get out, he was getting his ass handed to him. Oh, yes, he was. That one dark trooper who's basically a droid in the dark trooper armor. Yeah. Was kicking his ass. Meanwhile, there's an entire fucking garrison of dark troopers behind him. I I remember he he does eventually defeat the dark trooper, 
but he took a he took a whooping. The the scene when he had he the dark trooper had Mando up against the wall, hand to his throat, and he's punching at his helmet. I was like, yeah, so fu- that looks so fu-. like that was the moment where it was like, like fuck the suspense with Moff Gideon. That like you said, like it seemed like he was going to win it from the start. This right. was the moment where I was like, holy shit, like he may not win this. Like he right. may I, not I, win this fight. Like what Mando fought the dark trooper uh, the dark trooper was the better fighter absolutely but when, Mando, but when Mando fought moth gideon mando was the better fighter yeah um, if, if we're breaking down battles that's that's how i felt about those ones yeah absolutely 100 percent. i will say there was a weird thing because when mando retakes grugu and captures moth gideon and cuffs somebody takes him to the cockpit it was a really weird thing all four of our femme fatales that were our female heroines that stormed the ship and were basically the distraction for Mando. They were in the cockpit, but I don't know why, when they got up there and they defeated all the stormtroopers and they realized Moff Gideon wasn't there, the whole reason why Bogotan agreed to even help was because he said, we're going after Moff Gideon and she wants the Darksaber because that's her. that basically shows her right to rule Mandalore. So right. I'm wondering why they didn't try to if if you if you got to that cockpit and you knew Moff Gideon wasn't there, your next logical choice is he's going to be with Grogu and that's where Mano's got to be. So we got to go help him. That would be your next logical choice. But they were just standing up there like nothing was going on. I don't know why they didn't fucking go help. Well, uh, to jump ahead a little bit, I think we might not see Grogu as much in season three. But what you might see is a little bit of uh, animosity between Bo-Katan and Mando now. We got a new conflict. Because, yeah, I, I feel like that could be. Because Mando, she, like, they were going to go with him. And he said, he basically, it was his idea. No, I'm going for the kid. I'm going for the child by myself. You go. It was his plan to go to save Grogu to save Baby Yoda while everybody else went to the bridge. That was his plan, and it didn't work because Muff Gideon wasn't there. And then when he comes back to the bridge, he's got the lightsaber, which apparently there's some stupid fucking Mandalorian rule that it it's it's like a Harry Potter wand. It, if, it, you, it, if, if you win it, now you have it. You can't give it away. They like, explain it. That, they explain it that because well, Mandalore is a warrior race. They are very much a warrior kind of planet, is what it is. Even even the um, sophisticated later Mandalorians were still kind of warriors almost to a certain extent. So the uh, she could take over Mandalore and rule. But her rule would almost be illegitimate because there would always be rumors of, well, she's not the legitimate rumor because she did not win the Darksaber, which is our ancient, it's our ancient custom. That is what it is. I kind of, I, I kind of get it a little bit, but I mean, it is what it is. If she wants the Darksaber, she is going to have to fight Dinjarin to take and it has to be a real fight they can't just be like a fake fight like oh you punch me in the helmet you win right here you go because Dinjarin tried to concede he's like i concede here you go take take the fucking dark i don't want this shit take it and Mm -hmm. all the while mofkin is sitting on the ground laughing his ass off like ah you can't fucking do that shit she can't take it it ain't gonna work like that mando you fucked up Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's kind of like where we're at and yeah I think we're going to see more of that. That's, I think so, that's going to be like kind of the story of season three. It's going to be a lot of their conflict and things like that. I agree. <coughs> I agree. But before we get ahead of ourselves, 
let's talk about the elephant in the room or the Jedi in the room. We're getting you've there. already met you. We're you already there. mentioned you already mentioned it earlier, but I wanted to bring up like stuff we talked about in the past because we've talked about this on the show already, and we talk about it just for fun when we're not even recording, and we're wondering. Okay, we know a Jedi is coming. We saw Grogu a couple episodes back go to that rock and send a signal out. We know a Jedi's coming. The question is, who would that Jedi be? And we've we've analyzed this more than a college fucking professor. So we threw some names around. We said, okay, let's see. Who who could be who could be it who comes? I heard Ahsoka thrown around. My argument with her was she was already introduced, right? Yeah. She was already introduced. They're not going to have the big reveal be somebody who they already had a big reveal about. Plus, she could have already had the kid, and she said, no, I can't. Plus, there's a question, did she ever complete the Jedi Trials? I, you keep harping on that. I don't think that matters at all. Why? Because I don't it think, sure as hell, I don't it sure as think hell it mattered matters. for Luke. I don't think it matters at all. I don't think it really matters. It mattered ma- to be- Master Yoda. Here's, 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 here's why I don't think it fucking matters, because at the... In the last couple movies that have come out, eight and nine, we saw the Yoda's Force Ghost or whatever, and basically, and basically like said, it's all fucking nonsense. All the Jedi bullshit is all bullshit. Like, what? How do you feel in your heart? Like, because Luke was having a crisis of faith about the Jedi, and he said he was going to burn down the tree and all the sacred Jedi texts and stuff like that. And then Yoda used whatever Force powers he had to strike him with lightning and burn it down himself. He's like, it's all bullshit. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. None of that matters. It's a matter of like how you feel about it. So I don't I don't think that that argument of you didn't complete the Jedi trial even matters at all because they kind of said it in the movies that it almost doesn't matter. It sure mattered in Empire and it sure mattered in Return of the Jedi, didn't it? I don't when Luke went to Dagobah and he was being trained by Yoda in the swamps and he needed to leave to save his friends and confront Lord Vader, Yoda said you're not ready. You haven't completed the trials. You'll fail. And Yoda was fucking he right. Hasn't he has completed did. his training, not his trials. His training. There's a but difference. But how do you complete the training? You, he, he, because if you remember in Empire Strikes Back, Luke was not a bad, he was not a bad at fighting with a lightsaber, but he was struggling with his force abilities and his connection with the force. And that's what it was. His connection with the force was not strong enough to confront Vader. And that's what it had nothing to do with like certain trials and stuff like that. It was just his training. He said, you're not, you're not ready. You're not well trained enough. If you do not complete your training, then you will fail is what it was. And then Luke said, I will be back to return to complete my training. That's that's what it was. His training. So in you're the ways saying of the yes, Ahsoka is a Jedi. I no, she's not a Jedi because she herself left the order. She she in in uh, you didn't see it in the Clone Wars TV show, but in the Clone Wars TV shows, she didn't she purposely left the order. She's still a Force wielder and she still is a lightsaber wielder, but she's not a Jedi because she herself decided she did not want to be part of that order anymore. That's what it was. It had nothing okay. to do with her trials or anything. Okay. Let's move on to the next name that was thrown around. Um, from the video game, Cal, what's his name? Cal, Cal Kestis. Cal that was Kestis. my weird thought. I thought it'd be cool because that dude's no. an actual actor, and he could have played him, and I thought it'd be a cool thing. So You're 100% right. I've heard other people throw that around. So you're not the only one. Cal Kestis. Uh, what's the game he's in? Uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Jedi Fallen Order. Is he a Jedi? He... 
again, he did not complete those trials that you're talking about, but he was a Jedi Padawan during Order 66. So he was able to escape it, and he kind of been laying dormant for years until he got a little older. And then he kind of like revived his powers and has been like doing shit across the galaxy. So, so Cal Kestis could have quite possibly been the one to come. Could have, yes. The other one that was thrown around, you didn't watch Rebels too much. Uh, Ezra Bridger, that was the name that was yes. thrown around. Um, he was force sensitive. Um, he was trained, but was he a Jedi? I think I think Jedi is in the mind of the beholder. It's like Sith. I'm getting at something. I'm getting at something okay. here. So 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 go with okay. me. Okay. Um. So so that was that was he was a possibility. Um. And then our friend Patrick was talking to us, and he had a theory that the Jedi that was going to be summoned by Grogu was going to be none other than mace windu which kind of made sense it kind of made the most sense out of ezra and cal kessis it made way more sense than them that it would be mace windu. i loved that i absolutely loved that to the point where i was saying oh it's gonna be luke it's gonna be luke hands down it's gonna be luke and then when pat said what about mace windu then my brain went well what about mace windu what if he's not dead then yes it absolutely could be him i would love to see that i would so he kind of he kind of made me second guess my prediction of Luke. Yeah. But but continuing on, then of course we've got Luke himself, which is what I was saying from the beginning. You did not agree with that because go ahead. I just I don't like the choice. Are we going to get into it? Well, well, I want to bring up something because I watched. Well, bring this with bring my up wife. your thing, and I'll give my opinions. Of okay. Because I, I think like yeah, Luke. I think you're going to be long winded on this, and that's fine. Yeah. So as I'm sitting here, I'm talking to Kristen, and we're watching it together, and I'm like, yeah, it could, could be Ahsoka, could be Ezra, could be Cal, could be Mace Windu, could be Luke. And she looks me right in the face, she's like, well, couldn't it be Leia? And I looked at her, and I'm like, well, Leia's not a, not a Jedi. And she goes, yeah, well, half those people you said aren't actually Jedi." And I'm like, well, yeah, but they, they're strong with the Force, so they can hear the summons. And she goes, and so is Leia. And we saw in, I don't know if it was Rise of Skywalker, one of the newer films, we saw that Luke attempted to train Leia, his yeah, sister. Yeah, she did get some training. In the, she using did the get some training. And, and we were having, Chris and I were having a back and forth about it, and she convinced me. I said, you know what? I guess, yeah. I guess it could fucking be Leia, right? I'm really happy that it wasn't that choice. Okay, but... I'm even more happy that, than the choice that was made. But that's who Kristen wanted, because she's like... And she pointed out something that you just pointed out. She goes, look at who's in the bridge right now. Look who's holding the ship down. Four strong, badass women. She's like, let's get a fifth badass, strong woman. Can I there. Can I tell you something that kind of veers... Like, it's on the same topic a little bit, but based on what you just said, four badass women. Okay. I loved the way that this show decided to portray female badassery. 
Right? That was that was what we did. It was we, so cool. We talked about it a long time ago when Endgame came out. They had that scene mm-hmm. in, in that major battle that was so amazing where all the female Marvel heroes kind of like joined forces to help uh, Captain Marvel whenever she had the mm-hmm. uh, Infinity Gauntlet. And I said I hated that scene so much because – not because I, I don't like a display of women badassery. I love it. But it just felt so corny and it was so forced that – you had this character who is Captain Marvel, who is basically Superman, if not stronger than Superman, is going to get help from these other other characters and shit like that to take this Infinity Gauntlet. And somehow all these women have joined in this one particular area on this huge battlefield in order to have this quick moment. I thought it was like that could have been so much more natural, but it was so forced. This was such a natural way of showing women badassery. Like they didn't force it. It was just like these four badass women are here shooting down stormtroopers left and right and taking the fucking shit for themselves. I was like, this is amazing. I love this. Well, I want to interject here because you're 100% right. You're 100% right. (laughs) And I think, and I don't want to get too much into Marvel because we're on the Star Wars yeah. train right now. But there was a scene in Infinity War where they were having the Battle of Wakanda, and they were in the trenches. And the scene was the one that the child of Thanos, that big tall woman with like the black and white painted face, and she yeah. kind of had horns. Uh, Proxima Midnight is that her name? I think so. I don't. I don't remember okay. the names of all. Of okay, them. I think that's her name. She was fighting against Scarlet Witch. Black Widow, and oh, what's her name, who was like... The general. She's like Black Panther's general. Black Panther's general, the guards. I forget her name. Yeah. She, has, she has a Wakandan name. It's hard to pronounce. Those three women versus one woman. Arguably the best fight scene in that movie. Oh, it was so good. That fight scene was so good. And to the point where it was four women having that fight, genius by the Russo brothers. So they're like, hey, everybody loved that. If you had a pulse, you loved that. Let's do that even bigger in Endgame. And you're right. They had every single female Avenger ever just happened to be on one flank of that giant battle that they all attacked at one time. Very cool. But you're right. It felt forced. This, natural. Yes. 100%. 100% natural. So Kristen really wanted it to be Leia for that reason, and, well, it wasn't. Uh, and I'll, I'll let you take the reins now, because I know you've got a lot pent up. So now we get into kind of the meat of the episode. This is kind of like the episode, that, the part of the episode that everybody's been waiting for, the climax, the end of the episode. Who, what's going to happen? I seriously thought at this point... That we may not see the next Jedi that Grogu called till season three. I thought that was going to be a season three arc that we were going to see that, but we didn't. So what ends up happening is they have Moff Gideon cuffed on the bridge. They've gone through the whole nonsense of the dark saber. Bo Katan can't take it. Yada yada yada. That bullshit. And they hear a bunch of alarms blaring. During the fight scene with Din Djarin and the Dark Trooper, he tried to close the bay doors on the dark troopers but one ended up getting out and he beat it he ended he opened a hatch that led to basically the outside into space and sucked all the dark troopers out problem is they're fucking robots so they can survive in space and they got rocket shoes and everything so alarms are blaring and we notice all the dark troopers that were blown into space are coming back to the ship and everybody's freaking out they've locked down the cockpit dark troopers are banging on the door you know boom 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 trying to break down and we hear another alarm go off and they're like, what's that? And all of a sudden, an X-Wing flies past the cockpit. 
and mm. basically docks itself. And there's a moment where I'm like, oh, we're going to see the fucking New Republic. The New Republic has come to try to save the day. You know, I, th- I thought maybe we see some more things and maybe like a New Republic ship come at, come out and do some bullshit or whatever. Didn't happen. It's well, it was one. It was one X-wing. It was one it X-wing. I thought they were just doing it just to save money. They were going to show one X-wing. I didn't. Yeah. I thought maybe that we'd see maybe another one fly by or something like that. But Disney save money. Don't make me. Trouble. I guess I should have known um, better. <laughs> yeah, we, and and to the point where Cara Dune actually says, "Oh boy, one X-wing were saved." I was expecting I, a, a Republic ship to drop out of war, like a like a cruiser or something like that to drop out of war. But whatever, that's just me. Um, but it, it, the moment it start, it docks with the ship, and there's a moment where Grogu is looking at the screen and starts playing mm-hmm. the classic Luke Skywalker theme song, basically the classic Star Wars. Uh, he feels music. like you could tell you could tell Baby Yoda right then can sense that the person who came. Is four sense, and they made sure to show you that he could tell because he reached up and touched the screen. So that's right. how you can tell. And now here's what I'm going to say: this, the next sequence that happens, total badass, total badassery is what happens. It is this, and I I made a great comparison to it. Um, spoilers: it's Luke Skywalker who's in the X-wing because they they you don't see his face till he gets into the um, cockpit area, um, the the uh, the bridge, the bridge, um, but. You can see little hints to it. He's got the cloak. He's got like the black outfit. There's a point where he thrusts out his right arm, and you see mm-hmm. the classic glove where he like lost his arm and that's his robot hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he is just tearing through dark troopers. These there, there are dark troopers all over the ship, and he's just cutting through them. He's force grabbing them. He's breaking them. He's picking up them and squeezing them with the force power to the point where they compress themselves and he breaks them. He is tearing. A mess through the ship, and it's this is it, good. It was reminiscent <clears throat> to the scene. I don't know if you, I don't know if you picked up on this at the end of Rogue One. I was gonna just gonna say that. Yeah, were you okay? Okay, it looked just like the scene, except it was Darth Vader who was like cutting his way through uh, rebel uh, troopers. Rebel, yeah, rebel troopers. <clears throat> like that was a cool fucking scene in Rogue One. This was kind of the same fucking scene redone. I loved it. I loved it. In Rogue One, that scene with Darth Vader, it reminded you how terrifying and powerful Darth Vader really is. And that's exactly what this scene did. It reminded you that Luke is a Jedi Master, and he is powerful and terrifying if you are if you are his enemy. Because he is just cutting a sloth through all these dark troopers, just deflecting blasts, just throwing them all over the place. It is insanity. And I will say this... It is a badass moment, and it was very cool. Very cool. Now, Mando tells him open the door. He opens the door, and in comes walking young Luke Skywalker, which they got Mark Hamill to play Luke Skywalker, basically, but they just youngified him and shit. They youngified him, yeah, which is very cool. Which yeah. I love that they did that. It looked just like young Luke Skywalker did in Because it uh, was. It Jedi. was Mark Hamill. It was <laughs> exactly. Mark Hamill just with uh, some of that CGI nonsense. CG, yeah. Yeah, um, and then this is the moment where we get to the point where it's basically Mando is saying goodbye to Grogu. Uh, Luke tells him, you know, he he wants to come with me, but he, you know, I see your bond, but you know, you have to give him permission to go because you have such a bond. And so he gives him permission. He hands it to Luke, and Luke walks away, and boom, takes off, and that's kind of the end of the episode. And there's an after credits. We'll get into that in a second. Here's my fucking, 
here's my issue with it. I am sick, and I've said it before, and I said it to you on the text message. I'm sick and fucking tired of the Skywalker story. They have had their time. There are tons and tons and tons of other characters. We've mentioned three other characters that it could have been that could have been the Jedi that came to go get Grogu. Like there are at tons... least three. We mentioned like a handful of yeah, them. Yeah, there are tons and tons of tons of other characters that they could have used, and they keep going back to the fucking Skywalker train. They keep trying to milk that train for all it's worth, and I get it. Whatever. It was cool, but I'm sick of it. The Skywalkers, and it's not just the Skywalkers. I'm sick of all of it. I, they've had their time. I don't want to see any more Han Solo. I don't want to see any more Leia. I don't want to see any more Chewbacca. I don't want to see any more C-3PO, R2-D2. I don't want to see any of them for the most part. They've had their fucking time. They've had nine movies and a number of TV shows, comic books, books, all this other shit. They've had their time. It's like, it's like what you say about billionaires that exist in the world today. They've won. They give them their trophy and send them on their way. They fucking won. It's time to give everybody else a chance. I'm I'm just I'm just tired of it. It's the same old trope over and over and over again. And if you're gonna do that with the main movies, fine. But if you're gonna have side projects like the Mandalorian and stuff like that, I don't need to see fucking the Skywalkers. I don't need to see their story. I know their story. I've seen it. I don't care. And the problem now is they have no choice. They have no choice but to now explain where Grogu has been for the last three movies. They've got no choice to explain where he's been, what, what, why he wasn't involved in any of this stuff. And I'm sure they'll do it in some story arc or something like that of like what's going on. I'm sure Grogu will leave like Luke's training and go back to Mandalorian because that's his daddy. But I, it, I'm just sick of it. I'm tired. There could have been so many other people that they could have picked for it. It was cool. I'm not gonna. It, I will agree with you. It was one of the best episodes of the season because there's so much badass stuff that happened to it. It's just the decision that was made was a decision that was made for like easy purposes. Like who's an easy one that we can get to do? Oh, fucking Luke Skywalker. That's not clever. That's just you know simple. I'm just tired of it. I'm I'm exhausted from the Skywalkers. Okay. Okay. And I disagree with you. I am absolutely fine and love that it was Luke. And I, I said this to you off air. The Skywalker lineage is the central principle behind the entire saga. They are important. Adam, we're, we were speculating on all these people. We were speculating on who it could be. Let's be honest. Luke Skywalker very well might be the only Jedi left. Possibly, yes. It's a good possibility. And I thought more about it. I'm like, so if that's the case, he could be the only one left. But even if he's not, he's by far the strongest Jedi left. So if there's a Jedi signal being jettisoned into space, if anybody is going to hear and pick up on that signal... It's gonna be Luke, right? Yes. It's gotta. It's you, you, gotta be Luke. You, you have a point there. I will yes. say this: I, I did hear before I, this episode came out. I heard from somebody else that that almost kind of maybe confirmed and believed that it was gonna be Mace Windu because I heard they were making a new Mace Windu comic book apparently. So I okay. thought maybe that would tie in for it, and that's what made me think: oh, maybe it is Mace Windu, and that kind of got excited for that a little bit. So. Okay. Um, to well, to, to for, your to your point, I was thinking about this because I know you made the point to me where you said the Skywalker is the Skywalker lineage is 
the biggest part of the saga. The saga is about the Skywalker lineage. That's fine for the movies, but these are supposed to be side projects. These are supposed to be, the, the universe of Star Wars is rich and expansive enough that you can uh-huh. tell an entire story and never once mention Luke Skywalker or the Skywalker name. That that is a distinct possibility. If you want to tie the Skywalkers into the main movies and every single main movie, if you want to do the New Republic movies and somehow have a Skywalker ancestor or some shit like that that makes an appearance, okay, then fine. That's the main movies. These are side projects. These are extended universe things. Extended beyond. Beyond what the original story is about. If the original story is about the Skywalkers, these are extended beyond that. That's kind of that's kind of where like my point is, but like I feel, I don't know. It seems like lazy writing is what it is. Like it seems like it's like I said. What are the Star Wars fans? What are all the Star Wars fans going to jerk off to? Oh, the easy answer: bring Luke Skywalker, and they'll jerk off to that left and right. It's not clever. It's it doesn't feel very clever. It seems like it's just it's just heavy handed. Um, to to your point about like their whole Skywalker lineage is like the origin, like it's the saga and stuff like that. That's like saying. In all the Star Trek sequels, sequel series, Next Generation, Voyager, Deep Space Nine, all the future movies, they have to refer back to Kirk and the original Enterprise because they were the original ones. They started the saga. The original story was about them. The whole story was about them and the Enterprise. It was the flagship of the the Federation. So now every single fucking future thing now has to refer back to Spock or Kirk or the original Enterprise, something like that. And that's just not true because we have a whole fucking universe to play with. And that's what it is in Star Wars. We have a whole universe to play with. And we mentioned a lot of, like you said, we mentioned a lot of ha- a large handful of characters that I think would have been far more clever. I would have loved, I've never seen Rebels. I would have loved to seen Ezra on screen. I freaked out when I saw Ahsoka on, lives, on the live action screen because that was really cool. I would have loved to see Mace Windu come back. That would have been pretty cool. That would have been different and weird. It would have been different. That's my point. It would have been different. It would have been something new. That's that's where I that's what I want something new. I would argue that the star your Star Trek analogy doesn't revolve around Kirk. It revolves around the Enterprise. Okay, it but does. okay, but I it did does. mention the Enterprise. I said that I said that okay. means that in the future se- series and movies, you always have to refer back to the Enterprise. You always have to, and you don't. Voyager doesn't have to refer back to the Enterprise. Voyager Deep Space is the exception to the rule. Deep Space Nine Voy- doesn't have to refer back to the Enterprise. It really doesn't. There's either. a lot of Enterprise in Deep Space Nine. There is a de- there's a few, not a lot. Yeah, you've never seen the whole series. I've seen the whole series. There's a few, not a lot, but like Discovery. Doesn't necessarily have to. There's a lot back. of enterprise know, and discovery, it and it doesn't have to. It irritates me. It doesn't have <laughs> to. I don't want to. I don't want to see the old enterprise. I don't want season two. Captain Pike is the captain of the. He's pulling double duty. Yeah. He's captain of the enterprise and captain of the discovery. Yeah, that's a whole lot of nonsense. I didn't really need to see. That's that's one okay, of the parts of season okay. two. I was like, can you give me like a like original okay. people? I don't really need to see Spock. I don't really need to see Captain Pike. I don't really need to see that stuff. Can I get an original story? And that and that kind of irritates me too about that. Like you, you, well, you, 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 I if you like I said, if you want to do the main movies and have all the main movies revolve around the Skywalkers, blah 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 blah, fine, whatever. But if you're gonna give me extended universe stuff, give me extended universe stuff that doesn't have to call back to the Skywalkers. 
Mandalorians should not have had to call back to the Skywalkers. It's a story about the Mandalorians. That's what it should have been about. It didn't have to call back to the Skywalkers. But it chose to. Because but it chose to. And people and fucking loved it. Yeah. Look at the internet. There's fanboys like <coughs> literally scraping cum off of their computer screens and television screens because Luke fucking Skywalker pulled his hood down at the end of the shit. Ah! Fucking loved it, man. And it's okay. It's okay. You're entitled to your opinion. You don't have to like it. But to but man, it's awesome. It was so freaking cool. And I'm gonna I'm gonna set it up how I watched it. How I watched it. Because I was standing up and I was watching it with Kristen and she's giving me shit. She's messing with me. I got I'm standing up next to TV with my hands on my head and I and I see the X Wing come by. And I'm like, oh, Oh, Luke flies an X-Wing. Oh, it's going to be Luke. She's like, anybody can fly an X-Wing. Yeah, it's not that hard. Yeah, like an X-Wing's like the Dodge Neon or the Chevy Cavalier (laughs) of Snoke. Like, pull up to a red light, you're going to see an X-Wing. Like, and I'm like, all right, whatever. So then then I see Grogu, like, sense the Force. I'm like... It's Luke. It's Luke. Look, he's sensing it. She's like, well, it's going to be anybody with the Force. doesn't have to be Luke. He's sensing that, too. I'm like, all right, whatever. Then a hooded figure gets out. I'm like, there he is. That's Luke. That's Luke. He's like, yeah, because nobody else can wear a hood. All the fucking Jedi's wear hoods. (laughs) They all wear hoods. Okay. And I'm like, like, what color is his lightsaber? Is his lightsaber green? Is the lightsaber green? She's like, it's black and white. We're watching it on security footage. Like, you can't tell the color. I'm like, wait a minute. I think he's only wearing one glove. She's like, and nobody else can wear one glove. I'm like, Kristen, it's not Michael Jackson. He wears one glove because he got his hand chopped off and it's a robot hand. I'm also, like, it's Luke. It's also, Luke. There's only two fucking uh, colors of lightsabers that Jedi use, blue or green. We, we don't. We... And then the next scene, and then the next scene, you see it in color and it's green. I'm like, see, it is green. It's Luke. She's like, and he's the only Jedi that's going to have green? I'm like, he's the only fucking Jedi left that's green. And I'm just, I'm, she's playing devil's advocate because she wanted it to not be Luke, kind of like you. And I wanted it to be Luke. And then you just see him like making his way through, like like it was nothing. And then he gets there, and he's oh, the big reveal. Let me let me paint you a picture of how I uh, watched how I watched this episode. So uh, as I said before, I've been taking like uh, ingestible marijuana t- uh, drops. But I decided since I'm not working and I've got nothing productive, I ain't got shit to do. Craig, you ain't got shit to do. You ain't got no job. You got no job. You got nothing. I, I got nothing to do. So I was like, you know what? I've got a vape in my cupboard. I'm going to grab that. I hit the vape and I'm feeling fantastic. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm not high, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's Friday. It's Mandalorian time. I was like, I got to get a snack with this. What do I want to snack? Do I want to get something to eat? And then I realized again, I got Hostess Donuts sitting on the top of my fridge. So I'm ecstatic. Oh, shit. I got Hostess Donuts, chocolate donut, frosted donuts sitting right next to me. I'm watching Mandalorian and I'm eating those and I'm going to town on them because, you know, I'm smoke weed and you got to get the munchies out somehow. So... I'm going to town on him, and, I, and I'm watching. I was like, oh, this is such a good episode. So good. And I see the X-Wing, and I see the hooded figure, and I was like, no fucking way. No way. And the second the reveal happened, that's the moment I text you. I'm like, I hate you so much. I just hate <laughs> you so much. Now, here's the thing. You know what the biggest thing that bothered me about Luke? 
is for some reason there's no fucking questions going on. There's no inter- there's no anything going on. Luke just shows up, kills a bunch of fucking dark troopers, takes Baby Yoda, and fucking yeets himself out the fucking uh, light cruiser. He's gone. There's no there's no questions about like who are you. There's no like oh shit the Empire's back. What's going on? Like I be- thought I beat the Empire. You know there's no like. There's no even, like, confirmation of Luke saying, like, yeah, we know the Empire's been doing some nasty shit, you know, we're working on it, or Leia's working on it, or some shit like that. There's nothing. There's no conversation at all. Don't you think Luke might be a little worried that there's a bunch of stormtroopers, and they've got some baller-ass new uh, robots running around, and there's a fucking uh, Empire light cruiser doing some nonsense? Don't you think maybe he'd be a little concerned about that more than just, like, taking Baby Yoda and then getting the fuck out of there without asking any questions? Well, no. Not necessarily because we know Luke. Luke, we, we fill in the blanks here, Adam. We know that just because the second Death Star was destroyed, the Emperor was killed, or so we thought. Darth Vader was killed. You, like you think that's it? That's it for the Empire? We know they're lingering around, and plus we see in the later movies the First Order is what they call themselves now. They're still the fucking Empire. They never fully go away yes they lose they lose a significant amount of their power in between there but luke knows that they're not fully gone except the problem is in the previous couple episodes whenever grogu gets taken and boba fett gets his armor back and he's in slave one and he's chasing the dark troopers up to see where they're going you have that epic you know moment of like holy shit for boba fett when he sees it like they're back oh my god the empire is back so nobody really fucking knows if they see stormtroopers they assume like in season one when we see the stormtroopers that they're all battered and there might be like a few small groups rolling around here and there but you see this big ass fucking cruiser that is going on boba fett acts surprised he's like holy shit the is the empire back like are they doing shit like i feel like there should have been a little inquiry a little questions by either Luke or at the very least the Republic Commando that is sitting there like, so what are we doing about this Empire problem? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, we know you. You're important in there. We know your sister. We know Han Solo. Like, what are we doing? Like, what's what's the New Republic doing about this shit? I feel like it doesn't need to be like a whole thing, but at least a little acknowledgement would have made me be like, okay, well, at least he's acknowledging that there's some shit going on. So another part is, are you saying like when Luke shows up, Mando's just like, okay, kid, just go with this person I've never met before. That and too, I've said yeah. Less than two words to. Here, here's my argument on that. He's looking for a Jedi because he he wants to let him go with a Jedi to be trained. I think his job interview for babysitting Baby Yoda and training him in the ways of the Jedi is his fucking destroying of all of the Death Troopers on the way when it opens up and he asks him. Are you a Jedi? Yeah, you fucking think. <laughs> of course. Did that's, you watch what happened? That's fine. He's a Jedi. I want a little acknowledgement from Luke, though, about some shit that's going on. <laughs> like, for two seasons, they've been fucking around with some high-class Empire nonsense when the Empire was supposed to be destroyed. I want a little... something. Give me something that's like, hey, the Republic knows some shit's going on. Like, we're we're doing some... They're doing some stuff about it. I'm training Jedi. They're doing some stuff. Like, give me a little more than, like... it. it he, I would argue... That there was more, Mark Campbell did more in himself, did more in episode eight than he did in this fucking episode of Mandalorian. 
And all he did at the end of episode eight was stare at Ray and look surprised. And like, what the fuck is going on? He actually had lines in this, though. <clears throat> yeah, so what? They, they didn't very, mean, very, very few. They didn't mean anything either. Lines didn't really mean much. I just want to, uh, I just want, like, if you're going to uh, put Luke in there, at the very least acknowledge that he recognizes, oh shit, there's some really big shit going on with the Empire. It's not just like a small sect. All right. Like okay. So, least. so we we've been we've been spending a lot of time. <laughs> we there's have one. There's 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 th- two quick other points. I cried like a baby. I am a grown ass man, Adam, and I was bawling like a little girl skinned her knee and fell off her bike. When, when he takes his helmet off to say goodbye to Baby Yoda. That was um, that was nice. That was a nice. Moment. Oh my god! I was waterworks i was crying and then r2 comes up from around fuck that loop. shit i don't need to see that shit get get him out of here get that show trash can out of respect. there show some damn respect i didn't like R2's i didn't like that scene i didn't like the scene because somehow he was reacting to baby yoda as if he had a relationship with this with this thing with this child he recognizes that he looks like fucking yoda eh. r2 no r2 no knew yoda so well He's probably like, "Oh my God, you look like Master Yoda. That's fucking awesome." He should. That's what he said. There's no that's reason, what he said in beep language. There's no reason why he should have left the X-wing. No reason. He should have been which, in that X-wing. Which I watched it twice. I, I watched it. I watched it two times. And the second time, I was prepared. When the X-wing flew by the bridge, if you look closely, you can see R2. That's cool. Like I love little details like that. That's. Cool. I didn't pick up on it the first time. And I wish I would have, because then I would have known it was Luke right then. But, yeah, awesome. Awesome, awesome. The second point, though. The second point is the after credits. Would you like to discuss that? Yeah, they've, they've, we knew it was going to happen. They've introduced basically a Boba Fett TV show that they're going to be doing, I'm I'm assuming, that they're hinting at. Um, Because Mm -hmm. Boba Fett goes back to Tatooine. And what's really, a really cool detail I do like about this is we see that, the dude that was like Boba Fett's like number two guy, like his assistant, has basically taken over the hut. You like, mean Jabba Hut's number two guy, or Jabba? Not Boba, yeah, Jabba. Sorry. Yeah, but Jabba the Hut's number two guy. That dude, the pink dude with like the weird tentacles on his head. Yes, like he took over, and he was this big fat guy in the chair and shit like that, running you know uh, Jabba the Hut's old gang and stuff like that. And then we see Fennec and Boba Fett come in there, slay everybody. And Boba Fett sits on Jabba the Hutt's throne. And now we've got like a new Boba Fett thing that's going to be happening. So that's yeah, that's the, cool. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. The book of Boba Fett, they said. Yeah. Is, it, is he going to be a villain? Is he going to be a villain? Well, I wonder if that's going to be like a, a novel. I wonder if maybe that's that's introducing like a novel. Because they didn't announce that in their... Um, when they were talking about all their upcoming Star Wars shows and Marvel stuff I and everything it. like that, I saw it. What did they talk about? I didn't see. Yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. I miss that. I because when I said the Book of Boba Fett, I'm wondering. I was curious maybe if they were going to do like some well, extended universe books and stuff like that. A lot of the stuff they announced is 2021. I think that's further down the road. I I thought it said 2021 at the end of the screen. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. I thought it said the book of oh, Boba Fett 2020, 2021 or something like that. So maybe it's like December 2021, like the end of the year. Maybe I don't know. I I'll have I, to go I do it I further know, and but see. It looks cool. I, I'm gonna watch it. Looks cool. Yeah, I'll probably watch it too. Obviously. So, um, 
but yeah, that's the end of season two of Mandalorian. I thought it was a great season. Despite the things that I didn't like about it, I thought it was a great season. Despite the things that I criticize, I will criticize, but I will still enjoy watching it. I don't oh, it like so the good. fact that they brought Boba Fett and Luke Skywalker in there, but I still enjoyed the, what I did see of it. So, I, so I'm I looking forward about, to season I three. I thought about something real quick before we get on. I know we got to move on. We're, we're running short on time here. But remember how when Boba Fett first appeared in the episode where uh, where Grogu was contacting the other Jedi? Yeah. And he finally, like, got his armor back. Yeah. Remember how we're like, wow, he looks really fucking fat. Yeah. Uh, did you notice he didn't in these other ones? Yeah, I kind of saw, like, a little slimming down. I don't know if maybe they thought so, the armor was bulky or something like that. So they tried What to happened was the actor who originally played, like, Jango Fett in, the, in episode 2-3... Or episode two, right? I forget which one now. Yeah. But that actor is is reprising his role as Boba Fett, but he yes. was Jango Fett before, and he played all the clones technically. But he's old now. Yeah. He got old, and he put on weight. He was in the suit that first episode. These episodes, it wasn't him in the suit. They had a, really? they had a stunt actor. They had a stunt actor who was more thin because they got a lot of grief. We're like. Holy shit, Boba Fett got fat. And then they, they went back and they figured it out. Mandalorian takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Five measly years. How did he put that much weight on in five years? Now, we know it's really been, what, 40 years in real time. Yeah. But, but, so, well, it's so that been was like, cool it's been like 20 did. years since we saw that actor. True. 20 years since we saw that actor. Good point. Yes. yes. So, but yes, 40 years since we saw the character. But yeah, it, it's a good point. I I understand it. I'm kind of like, all right, it is what it, I guess it makes sense in this case. It, I guess it makes mm-hmm. sense with the way that, it, I think it would have made more sense that they would just done that from the beginning. Because we they still, should have done it from still, the beginning, yes. We still have fat Boba Fett in that one episode. So I wouldn't be yes. surprised if Disney did some nonsense where they digitally remove him and replace his character with like the new stunt double they're using. They could like do. they did Je- Jean's guy in the one episode. Yeah, yeah, that did. I, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> they did some nonsense like that. But They removed Jean's guy. But that's enough Mandalorian talk. Let's go on to the final segment of uh, For Distraction, and that is Course of Cinema. You guys know what Course of Cinema is. We each pick a movie that person's seen, and we make them watch it and talk about it in the next episode. Um, so to remind the listeners... What our course of cinema picks were for this week. I had Scott watch The Happy Time Murders on Netflix, and uh-huh. Scott had me watch Free Enterprise on Amazon Prime. So I think I went first last time, Scott. I could, okay. I, I can't remember. I don't know, but why don't you go it first? It doesn't matter. This time? I can go. I can go first. Okay. So The Happy Time Murders, I'd never heard of it. And it I'm is surprised a, you never heard of it, too. That's I'd never heard of it. Uh, they're, they're puppets. They're Muppets, I guess. Pretty much, um, yeah. The this the universe that this story takes place in that there are humans and Muppets coexisting. It's almost like Muppets themselves are a different race, not even like a different species, like a different race. Yeah, and they're definitely discriminated against. And um, so you're introduced to the main character Phil, who is a private detective. He was a former detective who was like disgraced and the old the, the first the first puppet 
police officer, detective, yeah. police officer ever, and he he was disgraced, so he left. And when he was a police officer, his partner was um, Melissa McCarthy's character, who's very funny. I like her. She yeah, could be she's a little cool. raunchy. You know, she could be a little over the top, but I I, I enjoyed some of her films in the past. Um, so I was I was surprised about this movie. Do you know this movie was like written, produced, directed by Brian Henson? Did you know this? I actually did not know that. No. So Brian Henson is the son of the late great Jim Henson. Yeah. Like Jim fucking Henson, the guy who gave us the Muppets and Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, even all of the character, all of the alien characters in the Star Wars saga. Like for Christ's sake. He's a fucking legend, and unfortunately he died young, but his son took over the Jim Henson workshop, and of course he sold Sesame Street to HBO, because the public broadcasting, he lost his funding there, and the Muppets went to Disney, but um, I was surprised to see him do this. Something so R-rated, I suppose. Yeah. Very different from the path his father took, but I was impressed because I'm I'm a big I love the Hensons I, I, I'm a big fan of theirs, but um, and there was other things I liked. Uh, the beginning, it was very like Maltese Falcon. Did you pick up on that? Like the Sam Spade, where like Phil was in his detective agency and Maya Rudolph's character Bubbles. I'm a big Maltese Falcon yeah. fan, and 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 just about anybody who has a private detective. They always rip that film off. I love so, it. Felt very noir to me. It was like current right, right. age noir, and, and I love yes. I love me a good noir story, even if it's funny or crazy like this kind of thing. I love the noir style of doing things. Um, I'm a big uh, Joel McHale fan. I love him in Community and other things, and I hated his character in this. He played an <laughs> FBI agent, and he he just had a very small role, and he was such a douchebag. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, the movie basically revolves around trying to solve a murder of this group of former actors that were on this show called Happy Time. And they were all Muppets, sans Elizabeth Banks character. Yeah, it's like a, like a Pee Wee Herman Sesame Street style kind of show for kids. Right, right. And Elizabeth Banks, who happens <laughs> to be the ex of the main character, Phil, too, which is, which is a dynamic and um, it's just like a whodunit, a typical whodunit. And I unfortunately kind of, kind of guessed whodunit early. And when I do that, I'm ruined for it. Yeah, <clears throat> I like mysteries that are actually a little bit mysterious. I think it was meant to be more of a comedy with a mystery element. Is what it you're was right. Meant, it it was satire. Be. I get that. Um, just. There were scenes that made me laugh out loud, but the humor was just kind of, you know, dick and fart joke humor, which is fine, which is fine. But like the, like the, the scene where they went to the Muppet uh, sex shop. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it right now. That's, yes, that's that great. was funny. And the scene where he is banging the girl in the in the office and he blows his load. <laughs> That was hilarious. That You're saying it, laugh. and I'm thinking about it. It just makes me laugh every yeah, time. Yeah, those uh, 
Like it, it, it's funny. I can't imagine filming that scene. I thought it, I thought it was really great. There had to be there had to be puppeteers. Well, yeah, like obviously. like controlling the puppet while he's like banging if you, the other puppet. If you saw, I don't know if you stayed through through some of the credits. They kind of show like little like behind the scenes like during the credits of like the puppeteers working their magic during I didn't scenes. I might have to go back and watch yeah the they show credits. like kind of like blooper style like they used to do like old 90s show movies mm-hmm. they show like puppeteers doing some of the how they did some of the scenes and it's a lot of a lot of people wearing green skin tight suits as they're working the puppets and stuff like that <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool how about how about Melissa McCarthy's character who has like a donor liver from a puppet so she <laughs> snorts sugar and she gets like really high and crazy like I'm going nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it was, it was humor that made me laugh out loud, but, uh, wasn't my all time fave. It, it was, it was, it was entertaining. That's all it was meant to be. I'm happy. I'm, yeah. I'm happy. You thought yeah. it was entertaining. I thought it was a yeah. mindless, funny kind of movie. There's nothing. It, that's it. You nailed it. It's mindless. Nothing great about it. Just a mindless, right. like if you want to have like a cheap uh-huh. laugh, that's the movie for you. Okay. Um. So my pick, uh, if we're gonna, if you're done talking about yours, I don't know I'm if you done. More to I'm say. done. And, and and mine was mindless, easy humor. I did it to you again. I gave you a comedy which was much more dry, and and that's the kind of comedy that I love. I love like the intelligent humor more than more than the just laugh out loud dick and fart jokes. This like I like I will watch Futurama over Family Guy. Oh, does that 100%. make sense? F- Futurama is amazing. F- but right, but think of the different kinds of comedy. Yeah. F- Family Guy is very much in your face. Look at me funny 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 Futurama is yes, like yes. I, it's very pop culture references. I got to think about right. it sort of. Right. I, yeah, I, I totally get it. And this is very much kind of that. Free Free Enterprise uh starring the gentleman who played Will in Will and Grace and Will Shatner was in it and pretty much uh-huh. everybody else you can kind of forget about because it has those two guys in it. Um it is very much it kind of gave me Clerks vibes. Very much it like did. Clerks it 1, did. not Clerks 2, but Clerks 1 vibes. It kind of very much it's it seemed almost an indie film. I I don't know it, Unlike you, I don't go into the history of the movies because I don't really care that much about them. I just kind of want the content of the movie. But it kind okay. of felt very much like a indie film sort of vibe, like a high. It is, indie an, film. it is an indie film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. And I gotta for the first 40, 45 minutes, I was into it. I was like, "This is gonna be fun." Like, I like this. After like the forty-five-ish minute mark, something around there, it, it lost me. It very much lost me. I thought there was gonna be more William Shatner, which there is at the end. There's a lot of William Shatner <laughs> la- later on, which is great. Everything, every scene with William Shatner is fucking gold. I love it so much. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, but it, it lost me after that point because I thought it was gonna be one film and it turned into another film. I thought it was gonna be kind of like a clerk style pop you know these guys who love pop culture stuff and nerd stuff are going to be like having misadventures and stuff like that kind of like clerks and stuff like that but like it turned into this rom-com and i hate rom-coms so much Mm -hmm. i hate them so much and that's what it that's what a lot of the movie turned into like after the like the 40-ish minute mark it turned into that and it lost me like I still enjoyed, I still enjoyed it for the most part, but it lost me. I was, I find my, I found myself getting very bored. I didn't really give a shit about. The, I thought it was cool, you know. He found like, oh, he found like the nerdy, nerdy hot girl because they don't exist. They're a dime in the rough. We see nerdy hot girls every day now. 
so for the most part and i felt like a, i felt like a lot of the pop culture references when they were they were like quoting things from movies or making references to movies or comparisons a lot of that felt a little forced because it didn't seem natural it seemed like oh it, it didn't seem like that's how like when you talk about clerks and you t- see the way that they talk and the way they reference pop culture it seemed like that's the kind of conversation you could see in real life this is it's like, more clerks is more fluid it's more realistic i think is what i'm yeah. what i'm trying to say it's very much more like this whenever they mention pop culture make pop culture reference in this movie you can tell that it was written like that it doesn't seem like you said fluid it doesn't seem realistic it doesn't seem like a lot of what they say are real fucking conversations that real people have they in could, clerks in their defense in <clears throat> clerks they were friends yes who did a movie together so those fucking guys probably had the same exact conversations about stormtroopers dying in the Death Star and being able to suck your own dick. They probably I mean, had those conversations. They weren't all... in real life together. So having them again on with a with a camera in front of you isn't isn't different. Where in this movie they were actors and actresses yes. for the most part. Yeah. The, in Clerks, though, they weren't all. All those characters were not people that hung out every day. Like you have a small group, a few of them that did hang out every day, but like Dante and Randall, those characters, I don't think they were like regular friends that hung out. I think they knew each other, but I'm not sure that they hung out every day like that. So like that, so there, so there is a sense of that. He did, he didn't use all, he used all his friends, but he didn't. He also used people that he just knew in school and things like that. So they might have been people that other people knew, but they just didn't hang out with them. And they just kind of like formed like this this bond mm-hmm. with each other because they were in this weird movie that turned out to be a success. In this movie, like you said, they're actors and they don't have that same relationship. But like you could still have actors that don't have, that are not really in that relationship and still write it so it seems like they are. It seemed like the writer, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but it felt like the writer of this movie was saying, what does it seem like nerdy people say? I'm going to put that into, as opposed to what do actually nerdy people say? You know, it seemed very stereotypical Mm -hmm. of the movie. Like it's making assumptions on things as if the writer didn't really know. It said, oh, they're going to make a lot of, you know, Star Trek references and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they're going to reference this. They reference a lot. They reference a lot of fucking Star Trek episode shows. And I don't think it had anything to do with any of the episodes. I think they're just doing it so they can have their geek cred or whatever. I don't know. It's not a bad movie. It sounds like I'm saying it's a bad movie. It's not. It's, it's It was an enjoyable watch. It's just I hate rom-coms. I don't like them. They're not... They're not realistic. They're not realistic love stories to me. So that's why I'm like, I don't like them a lot. So. I I loved the pop culture references myself. I I like some of them. I, I like a, some I, of them. I, I loved them. I felt like, I felt like some of those conversations I could be having with you or one of my other nerdy yeah. friends. So that's why I liked it so much. <clears throat> I did. I didn't feel like it was forced. I felt like it was a little bit advanced. I feel like the lay person, like if Chris, if I watched that movie with Kristen, she would get 75% of those references. She doesn't know what a mock time of the original series is. She doesn't know what, what happened in it. She's never seen Logan's run. I don't fucking know why she's never seen Logan's run because it's fucking amazing. But they talk about Logan's run how much in this movie. I oh, love it. Oh, fuck um, ton. Because, because the main, one of the main characters, the guy that played Will and Will and Grace. Turning 30. I can't remember his fucking name. He's turning 30. So, 
renew Dude, no, it was the great. fucking wrapping that will shatner did at the end of the movie he fucking wrapped oh. julius caesar he did <laughs> he did hamilton before fucking hamilton yeah he did a history rap uh hip-hop musical before fucking hamilton came out he was the originator yeah. Bill Shatner. There you go. <laughs> I say what you want to build William Shatner. He, I know there's a lot of people that you know that he has a lot of like animosity towards like him and his former cast of Star Trek, and there's probably a lot of nonsense there. William Shatner's great though. He he really is great uh-huh. most of the time. And this one he shines. He's amazing. And it's a it's a really cool point where he's like, I'm not that fucking guy, dude. Like they treat him as if like he's this god, like oh it's mm-hmm. Captain Kirk. But the entire movie, the entire movie, Bill Shatner's like I'm not that fucking dude. I'm a regular dude. Like, but ex- but you're my captain. Yes, but I'm not everyone's captain. Yeah, I exist in reality. <laughs> Those fucking guys that came in that were at the end of the rap session port, they know me as T.J. Hooker. They don't really know me yeah, as Captain exactly. Kirk. Yo, Hooker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And, it's like, and that that was rated R, by the way. Who's an actual real rapper who yeah. I love. Yeah, so he's like, I'm not that fucking dude. I'm just a regular guy. You put me up on a pedestal. Don't live, don't live the way Kirk lived. Like you're like this this other nerdy guy. One of the main characters, Robert, apparently is a huge ladies man. Uh, don't know how, whatever. But he's like, don't live what I live. Don't live how, like that's not me. I'm a fucking regular dude that's just looking for you know success and love in his life. And I'm like, that's that's cool. There's a lot of cool mm-hmm. stuff in this. It's like I said, not all the pop. There's just some of the pop culture references I felt were very forced. Like, hey, remember we're a nerdy movie, guys. Remember that's kind of how. Not all of them, but some felt like that. But overall, I say it's, I say it's a pretty decent movie. It's a pretty decent watch if you like Clerks and things like that. This movie's from the '90s, 1999. Y- yeah, you got you got to remember. Uh, it came out around the same time as the movie Fanboys, right? I think so, which yes. Is, which is kind of the same idea, except with Star Wars. And this is with Star yeah. Trek. Just just, just a nerdgasm on the TV screen. Back he said Han movies, Solo could kick, he could kick Captain Kirk's ass. We'll oh. beat that little fucker up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you gotta understand, back then, even when like I went to high school, being a nerd wasn't cool. I would say today, being a nerd is significantly more cool. It is. You are way. There's a lot more hot women that are nerds than there used yes. to be. And like I hate video that. Gaming I hate that is so popular. much. Comic book movies are popular, and like back when I loved video games and comic books, like I didn't advertise that I did. Yeah, nerds today don't understand the fucking struggle. Like you couldn't be a nerd and get women back then hence in point why i don't date that much you can't be a nerd and get one back then today it's a little different today it's a little different but you couldn't do that i will say there was one scene that was in the um movie that you cannot do today and that's the scene in the toys r us when robert is talking about like talking to that kid in the toys r us aisle and he's Mm -hmm. sitting there like right in two inches from his face like like talking about like things that he loves and stuff like that like you don't understand like blah 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 this and the other thing and he, the kid is like i don't know it's like this he's like oh i got a lot to teach you kid and he grabs the kid on the shoulder and he kind of like walks with him with his arm around him, like i'm gonna teach you a lot of stuff and he walks down the toys or us out that's called pedophilia in uh today's age you can't do that shit today uh-huh. so that's that was that was a little weird but 
overall, it's a good pop culture movie. You like Clerks, you like Mallrats, you like all that stuff. You'll like you'll like this movie. It's it's very it's very dry. It's very much like that kind of thing. So yeah, that's cool. all I have to say about it. Cool, cool. It's time to pick next week's Gorfs of Sylvan Scott. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, I've decided that I'm going to pick for you. This is a movie I, I enjoy greatly. I loved it. I've talked about it probably. I really, I know I've talked about it at least once on the show. I really, enjoy, I think it's a very good movie, and a lot of people did too because I think it got Oscar buzz when it came out. It is a Netflix original movie. It is Marriage Story, starring um, uh, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. Okay. Um, it is on, like I said, it's on Netflix. I checked it. It is a Netflix original movie, so it's still on there. Um, it's, uh, it's be in a good mood when you see this. It's, it's a bit of a downer. It's very much a drama. It's very mm. much one of those kind of movies. So, okay. you know, have, have a, bear that in mind when you watch it, but I love it. It's a great story. It's, I will it's watch Adam Driver. Any, and, I, I will watch anything with Scar Joe, so... It's Adam Driver acting at his best. This is one of the best acting things I think he's ever done. And I love Adam Driver, so... You had me at Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> so... Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna switch gears on you here because I keep giving you this real dry, you know, kind of humor, like intelligent humor. I'm gonna give you a more easy you know, spoof, satire kind of a film. And you're going to watch the movie CB4 on... It's on HBO. Spell that HBO out for Max me. Is it, is it letter C, letter B, and then number four? CB number four. It stands for Cell Block 4. So it's it starring, is... It's starring Chris Rock, and CB4 is the name of their rap group. And what's it on? Uh, HBO. 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 Okay, I'm just putting it in things so I don't I don't forget. Okay. Uh, yeah, HBO. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I I think. Oh my God, I, does it have Cat Williams in it? Yes, I think. I so. have seen a clip of this and I and it I laughed out loud. It was okay. A, there, I'm not going to spoil. It, it's just a scene when he had his like baby mama visiting or something like that and i died when i saw that scene so if it's, <laughs> if it's that i'm gonna be excited I, I for think, this i think he's in it it would be very fitting for him to be in this movie but uh if it is what i think it is I'm it's been a long a time since i watched it in fact i'm probably gonna re-watch it this week to come ready for next week so okay um okay to remind everybody that is cb4 on hbo and it is uh, scott's pick for me and my pick for scott marriage story on netflix if you want to get a hold of for distraction and you want to tell us what you thought about luke skywalker showing up at the end of mandalorian email us for distraction at gmail.com search for our facebook and twitter uh, search for distraction at podcast fyd we are on soundcloud and itunes search for distraction we're also on google play and spotify search podcast fyd we are still a member of the be real podcasting network head over to podbean and search for the movie guys podcast we are also on youtube on the movie guys podcast i believe they upload them on there um probably on apple itunes you know you know wherever i don't know um we are also a member of the, uh, still a member of the Electronic Media Collective. Head over to electronicmediacollective.com and check us out on there. Search for Distraction. Rate us on all those platforms. Comment on us. It helps us out. It tells everybody, hey, we're fucking badass, and we know it. Scott, let me ask you one yeah. question. What's your favorite hostess snack? 
Ding dongs. Ding dongs. You would say ding dongs. I'll get the next round. 